Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends, and welcome to a solo episode that I am quite excited to share with you guys. I was doing some reflecting and evaluating, as I tend to do quite often, which is actually part of this episode, and I was pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about who I'm becoming, how I'm showing up, where my life is going, and just kind of how my life is looking in pretty much every area of my life. Like, things are going well, and I... I'm quite confident it's not coincidence. I'm quite confident it's everything that I've been sharing and teaching and just focused on personally in my own life, which is pretty much what I end up teaching and sharing and yeah, all of that. And it works. The work works. You guys know this. But I wanted to dive in specifically to how to become your best self because I think I've broken this down before on the podcast at least once or twice, but just as a little refresher manifestation is ultimately about embodiment. So if you really just want to kind of put manifestation in a nutshell, it's about being the person who has the thing. And if we dive into it, like that mostly has to do with energy and frequency, like the energy that that person has, the vibration at which they are vibrating at, the frequency that they're emitting, whatever they're broadcasting into the quantum field, a lot of it is their energy, but it's still all about like who they be, who they are. And that essence is magnetizing all the things in their life that they want, right? So when you're trying to manifest something, it's so helpful to really spend some time to get clear on, well, what does that person who has this thing look like? What is the person who has that relationship I've been dreaming of or that job or career I've been dreaming of or that bank account amount that I have been dreaming of? Like, who are they? How do they show up? How do they live? What are they embodying? Because that kind of is what my seven-step process is meant to summarize. It's there to help you actually become that person who has the thing so you magnetize it. And a lot of what I am seeing in my external reality now is because of who I am being and how I am showing up in my day-to-day life. And a lot of that has stemmed from a lot of the inner work that I talk about and I coach on and teach on and support you guys in and share on online. But I wanted to do an episode specifically focused on just kind of my process of becoming my best self, becoming that next level version of me that has the things that I currently want. Because it has been, I've just been really excited how quickly I have been able to elevate lately. I feel like I've just been growing so fast and Therefore, just attracting better and better very quickly, such as my income increasing quickly, um, really amazing opportunities with brands that I really love and respect, like Revive Skincare, like The Four Seasons, like Lejeune's, like just brands I've adored for so long, um, Saint Laurent Beauty, brands I had dreamed of, been on my wish list. Um, I feel like my content, I'm having so much fun and it's the best it's ever been. I'm having amazing experiences with men, like 
offering to pick me up, traveling sometimes across the country or at least from different states to spend time with me. No questions about whether or not it's a date. There's no no option that I'm paying for anything. Showing up, respectful conversation and treatment, um, doing the most effort, communication. Like it's just been really great experiences overall across the board. And I really do know and believe that it comes down to who I am being and how I am showing up and what I am expecting and creating in my life. And I share this not to brag whatsoever. I've also chatted about this. Like I never am sharing my wins to ever brag or act like I am God's gift to mankind or anything. It's literally to show you if I can do it, you can do it. And I'm actually going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to share how I did it, how I am creating so much better, so much faster in my life because I want this for you too. And I know it's possible for you. If you're struggling to believe it, I just want you to sit and receive this from me. I know it is possible for you. Anything is possible. If you desire it, you can have it. You can create it for yourself. And I just, I have seen this to be true more and more in my life. Like, and I am beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100% sure about that. So I wanted to dive into this because this is really kind of where creating better in your life starts. It's really with becoming better, becoming that next level version of you who has the things that they want. So my process I kind of broke it down into three sections. There's eight steps, um, but three kind of sections here. The first section is clarity, and I have two steps there. The second section is evaluation, and there's two steps there. The evaluation steps are kind of steps that I am constantly doing. These are just a part of just how I live, a part of my how a part of my daily life. And then the last part is shifting and there's four steps in shifting. So then like how do I deal with the space between what I'm clear on I want to be and where I'm going and what I am seeing when I am evaluating myself. So yeah, let's dive in. Okay, so step one is to be clear on who you want to be. We spend so much time getting clear on what we want, right? (laughs) We're all about that. But who we are and who we are becoming plays a pivotal role in us getting those things. So I spend time regularly getting clear on who I want to be. Who do I want to be in the next month? Like what are some of my smaller goals and smaller areas that I want to shift and change and grow or things I want to accomplish? And then long term, like who do I see myself being in five years? How do I want to show up? How do I want to live every day? I have a lot of journal prompts that I go through with my coaching clients um, on this, but spend some time. Spend some time getting really clear on who do you want to be? Because that's just as important, if not more, as what do you want and where do you see yourself? Then step two is to work on your self-perception. Mm, self-perception. I didn't really even know this was a thing. It's it's like, I feel like it's like inception a little bit. Like thinking about how you actually think about yourself. Um, <laughs> it's a little it's a little deep, right? Um, not something that I think most people are trained to think about. And it's certainly not something I thought about for most of my life. I just thought about myself. I didn't think about how I thought about myself. And this is so important. How do you see yourself? Because how you see yourself is supporting how you're showing up. And so once I really got clear on, started becoming aware of how I saw myself, I saw how it was holding me back. Uh, I grew up, you know, to be very vulnerable and transparent with you guys. Like I grew up, I was not a cool girl. 
I was made fun of. I was bullied. I was overweight. I dressed really weird. I was only allowed to shop in like the old ladies petite section and like was wearing ankle length skirts and I didn't fit in. Um, I was made fun of a lot. Uh, just ostracized. I and I, I I still carried that view of myself as the awkward, overweight, not attractive. Like I, I thought I was ugly actually. Um, I had a lot of acne. I carried that like view of myself as unattractive and dorky and just not enough. I was made to feel not enough. And so that was another thing that I just I thought about myself subconsciously that I wasn't aware of. Like, I'm not attractive. I'm not good enough. I'm awkward. I don't fit in. People don't really like me. People think I'm kind of like, I don't know, not that great. Like I had those beliefs floating around in my subconscious for so long and they still come up and I still have to work on them. The things that happen to us, you know, you guys, you guys know this. I talk about trauma stuff. I think a lot of us are becoming more and more aware of trauma in our society and our culture. Like, that stuff stays with you and it's like living in your subconscious most of the time and showing up in ways you don't even realize. And I, once I started doing some self-perception work, I realized like, wow, I really have a shitty view of myself. And this view of myself is not aligned at all with who I am because I then started doing some work to kind of step outside of myself and like actually try to look at myself objectively outside of my experience and just my former beliefs of who I was. And I was like, wow, like I'm pretty mean to myself and these are definitely outdated ways of viewing myself that don't align with how I'm showing up and they don't align with how other people see me. Uh, I started asking, you know, for a little bit more support from friends. Obviously, you need to do the work for yourself and I did, but it's really helpful, you know, to to ask your friends, like, how do you see me, you know, and I just had such amazing feedback and and also from you guys you know on if you're somebody who's been in my audience on Instagram for a long time like people are so I mostly have people being really kind to me which is the funny thing um thinking that I am inspiring or a leader or thoughtful or you know my friends think that I'm really kind and caring and um all these good things I was getting back and I was like wow I'm like focusing on every little shortcoming that I have and then defining myself by that and I'm also still using these old ways of perceiving and defining myself from years ago and none of it's true and so I really started doing a lot of work to shift these beliefs and these ways that I was seeing myself I started to write down I actually had a conversation with somebody on my podcast um, early last year uh, about this and she and I were talking about how she makes a list and she tried to get to 100 and it was so hard for her of things she loved about herself and that was something that I had started doing when I was doing some of the self-perception and self-love work I didn't realize that self-love work was kind of tied to self-perception work but I started doing that like a little over a year ago and when she brought that up, I was like, oh my goodness, I know it's so, it's so hard because it's like, it's, it's really uncomfortable at first to like write these nice things about yourself and to actually get your belief behind it. But it's a starting point to really start writing down. Actually, I am kind. I am pretty. I am smart. I am successful. It almost feels like bragging. We have this very weird, dumb, in my opinion, like take on humility and bragging and stuff in our culture. And it actually really is not healthy. It is really healthy to think highly of yourself. It is not narcissistic 
Narcissism is thinking that you are more important than everybody else. It is not thinking highly of yourself. There's a difference. And thinking highly of yourself is actually really, really admirable and really important. And it really is tied into getting yourself where you want to be and being successful. I can honestly say like I think pretty damn highly of myself now and I am not arrogant and I am very quick to want to know if I'm out of line or I'm wrong and to shift that and I care about others and value them and their experience as much as myself and I feel like I'm able to do a better job at that actually because I feel so damn good about myself. I am able to own and apologize for my shortcomings because I know it doesn't mean I'm a shitty person. I'm a great person but I make mistakes and I am not infallible and I've just have been able to be a better more loving friend and support in my relationships because I I I have high self-esteem and I can own things and I can shift and I can show up for people so it actually it's actually a really good thing and I feel like it's kind of frowned upon and and there's this double standard for women and you know it's that's a whole nother conversation we need to get into but we're just like not supposed to think too highly of ourselves, not to celebrate ourselves too much not to talk about our successes too much and it's total bullshit that is meant to keep us disempowered and meant to hold us back from becoming the the powerful successful individuals that we are able to and most likely would be if that kind of thinking was not there. So for me, this work has been incredibly powerful and I have just seen myself step up to the plate so much faster and better, the better I have thought about myself. And it again starts with kind of getting clear on how do you see yourself and then how do you want to see yourself? And I honestly have used affirmations of how I wanted to see myself to get myself to be those things Um, I think I shared last year when I was struggling with feeling safe like I was I was having nightmares about somebody breaking in Um, this was when I was in my apartment I was still living with my ex um, in Santa Monica and we had we had we were in the penthouse floor of this stunning four it was like a four floor condo building it was crazy though because it had a wraparound porch and because of the fire exit there was like a stairwell and there was locks and everything and it was safe but I would just for some reason have nightmares that a homeless person would get over the gate and climb up the back stairs Um, and I started to say I am safe I trust myself I trust that I am capable I trust that I am provided for I would use those affirmations because I wanted to perceive myself as safe as trustworthy Um, and it's just amazing how like I started to feel more safe within my existence from that self-trust work partly and I also just started to trust myself in making decisions in my life in my relationships in my business like I just started to show up better so get clear on how you perceive yourself get clear on how you actually should be perceiving yourself and get clear on how you actually want to perceive yourself and start working on filling in the gaps there All right, so now we're on to step three, and this is kind of like my evaluating section, steps three and four. So I spend time, I spend a lot of time reflecting. It's so important to sit still and shut out the external world. For me, this looks like I meditate almost daily and I journal almost daily. Life happens. I am never about perfection. Um, This kind of I'll chat about later, but I just, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in shame. Um, Guilt can be healthy, but shame is not. And I actually loved, I had a great conversation with my therapist about this recently um, where we were talking about the difference between the two because it's good if you do something bad to feel guilty about it. But guilt inspires you to correct that and change and move forward and you release it. It doesn't stay with you. Shame handicaps you. It incapacitates you. It holds you back from doing anything because you 
feel like you as a person are inherently bad. So it actually holds you back from remedying what you did wrong, from apologizing, from owning, from growing. It keeps you really stuck and it just, it really doesn't serve much of a purpose. So I really don't live allowing perfection or shame to have a place in my life as much as I can. And I'm going to chat a little bit more about that in a second, but I I really am able to constantly evaluate myself because I have worked so hard to eliminate perfection and shame, but I really take stock. I spend this time with myself really just reflecting on what's happening in my life, where I'm at, anything that's coming up. And then step four is to constantly realign. I'm constantly realigning back with where am I going? Who am I becoming? Where attention goes, energy flows. There's so many of those short little sayings, but just understanding vibration and frequency and manifestation and all of that, I can I can tell you that when you are focusing on where you're going and what you want to create, who you want to be, the more often you focus on that and come back to it and realign with it, the faster you will get there. Keep your eye on the prize. Another little fun saying. It's just a lot of people saying the same thing in different ways. It's so important to constantly realign with what you want and where you're going and who you're becoming and you have to do this and you you do this by making the time to sit and reflect and process so I spend a lot of time evaluating and realigning and then the third part of this is kind of the whole shifting part so okay now I've gotten clear on where I'm at how I see myself how I want to see myself, where I'm going. Um, You know, I'm constantly checking in. Where am I at? Where am I at? In comparison with where I'm going, I'm constantly realigning with where I'm going. So what do I do with that space in between? Well, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go. Well, so step five for me and the first part in dealing with this space, it's forgiving and accepting myself exactly where I'm at and as I am. Again, I, 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 I just, I'm not going to tolerate shame in my life. I do not have any availability for it. I am a good person and I am doing my best and I am not going to sit there and beat myself up and be shitty to myself. I have built too much of a loving relationship with myself to do that. I don't do that with anybody in my life. You would not do that with a child. You would not do that with your best friend, your partner. You wouldn't sit there and shame them. That's unhealthy. Um, I've experienced that. I experienced that a lot in my life, which is why it actually took so long for me to (laughs) stop doing that. But that's not how you motivate somebody you deeply love and cherish and care about into changing and doing better. You forgive and accept while holding them accountable. But forgiveness and acceptance is the first step in that. You have to sit with yourself and forgive yourself and and accept, hey, I fucked up or hey, I'm not where I want to be or hey, I'm not showing up how I want but I deeply love and forgive and accept myself. This is where I use EFT tapping um, for this and for realigning. But uh, just, I mean, I think I've shared this quote before on the podcast. Carl Rogers, he's a famous psychologist. He says, the curious paradox is when I accept myself, then I can change. You cannot change from a place of self-judgment and shame. I mean, I guess you can a little bit. I I guess I've seen short-term change, but it really doesn't it's not lasting change and you keep I would keep banging my head on the wall over and over and over again and struggling with the same things until I started practicing self-forgiveness self-acceptance self-love step six then is to figure out okay how do I work with myself now 
okay, I'm not happy with how I'm showing up, but I love and I forgive and accept myself. I understand there's a reason why I'm showing up this way. How do I work with myself better? Because you're not going to get where you want to go by fighting yourself. I have tried this. So for me, it's like, okay, how do, how am I wired? And, you know, human design, I did my first episode, my first uh, guest episode of the year was with Andy Alleman Eaton, a good friend of mine. Um, She is a human design expert. I had her on the podcast. So if you want to learn more about human design, it involves astrology, the chakra system, a bunch of other ancient modalities. Um, I do Myers-Briggs. I do um, the pattern app. Like I use uh, numerology a bit. I use these things a little bit to just help me understand myself, not to tell me what to do, not to tell me who to be, not to tell me where I'm going, but just to understand a bit more of how I'm wired. I also just spend time with myself. I've gotten to know myself. Again, the reflecting really helps with this, spending time to reflect and process your life experiences and how you're showing up, your patterns. <laughs> patterns are huge. But when you do that, you can be like, okay, um, every time this happens, I do this. So maybe an example, every time I sit at a computer for way too long for like three or four hours, I start to get anxious. I start to get triggered. I start to think about, okay, I kind of want a snack or I kind of want a glass of wine or, or I kind of want to go watch TV. And like, there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves, but I don't want to do those things to escape feeling anxious. So I started noticing that pattern and being like, okay, actually, maybe I can work with myself by when I just begin to start feeling that feeling of wanting to check out, not feeling like I'm enjoying what I'm doing, wanting to escape a little bit. What if I went and did a meditation and connected back to myself and took a mental break? What if I went and did Pilates? What if I went and drank a cup of water and went on a walk for 15 minutes? What if I did a break and filled my cup in the way I needed to, took the mental break that I needed? And that has given me so much more endurance to show up the way I want to get, you know, my to-do list. Like the goal is to get my to-do list done. But bullying myself into sitting there for five hours, it's not, that doesn't really work well for me. I stop performing as well. I want to check out. um, And then I like am burnt out versus taking those breaks as I need them and trusting having an abundance mindset that by doing that I will actually be loving and taking care of myself and be able to achieve my goals so it's about learning like how do you want to work out I have found a way I don't like cardio I just don't I'll walk but I don't like running that much like if I'm going to do a race I'll enjoy a race here and there and training for that but I don't enjoy running for exercise much. So I figured out what I do like. I really love doing a balanced mix of Pilates and heavy weights. And guess what? I look the best I've ever looked in my entire life. I work with myself. How can I eat healthy? What healthy foods do I like? What eating schedule works for me? Try to figure out how you're wired and then work with that to achieve your goals instead of forcing yourself to do like if you're not a morning person here's another great example if I was out late for an event the night before or whatever I don't make myself wake up early because I'm not going to function I'm going to be tired and fried the next day I let myself sleep in I usually have a productive six to eight hours of work that day versus if I made myself still get up at 6 30 or 7 I probably would have wasted so much time and been exhausted and been low vibe and got the same amount of work done so It's really about learning how to work with yourself instead of doing something because you're supposed to do it or other people do it or whatever reason that you've come up with. And then step seven, I, I act as my own coach. So I hold myself accountable. I hold myself accountable to 
trying to be disciplined in certain areas of my life, stick to certain goals, but I also reward myself when I do those goals. Like even if it's just celebrating myself and being like, damn, like you're doing such a good job and like really feeling that and really receiving that, affirming myself validating myself, celebrating myself. Like I actually really show up as a coach for myself with positive reinforcement, with accountability. Like I, I'm there through the process to build myself up and to cheer myself into continuing to show up and doing better. And then step seven, I make sure that I am supported. So whether that be I ask for support from friends. So whether it's reaching out and being like, hey, like I feel like, I am just not showing up great in this area um, or I am not feeling good about myself in this area or whatever it might be. However, I need support from a friend. I will ask for support. I'll be like, hey, I'm feeling really shitty about myself today. I'm having these thoughts. Can you just like help me remember that this is not true? Can you give me your perspective or hey, like I'm feeling really triggered. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is a dating situation and I'm like, maybe he's starting to not text as much or whatever and I'm sad about it. Like, I'll get support. I'll be like, hey, like, ah, he's not showing up. Like, I'm not feeling great. And my friends will remind me, like, hey, like, you're amazing. If, again, like, what do you believe in? If they're not showing up right, they're not the right person. Release and better will come. You know, sometimes as much as I do this stuff for myself, sometimes we need someone else to just support us and love us and remind us through things. We need, we're not islands. We were built for community. We can't do things alone. We need support. So sometimes I'll go to friends. I almost always have a coach and or therapist. Uh, my coaches have been extremely powerful in, in celebrating me and building me up while holding me accountable at the same time. I cannot tell you how powerful having somebody like that in your life is. I always progress and elevate so much faster. I love having a coach and a mentor in my life. It just, it it makes things so much easier. It helps you sort through things so much faster. Like it is just one of the biggest ways to invest in and support yourself. Um, but then also at the same time, I clear anybody out as much as possible that's making me question myself, that is holding me back, that is being a bad influence on me, that is tearing me down, that is making me feel bad about myself, that is shaming me or judging me. Like if somebody is negatively affecting me and doing the opposite of supporting me in stepping into my best self, they got to go. I do not have time or energy for that. I don't. And I honestly like it's scary. It's really scary at first. And this is where emotional availability comes in. Um, which I'll chat about in a second here, but you have to be available to yourself to handle those emotions, the the difficulty, the pain, the fear, the grief, the uncertainty that comes up when you are letting go of something that maybe you have leaned on. It's it's really hard. So um, you need support and to be able to support yourself through that. But I'm I've gotten so good at it now. Somebody's not showing up right. It's I mean, I, and I'm not saying I just like I'm I don't cut people off off the bat. If somebody I care about. And value is generally a support in my life. Like I will have conversations with people. I am very gracious. I am very loving. I'm very open. Um, I totally believe in second chances and working through things. I'm a big, big, big support of that. But if somebody hasn't earned that place, like especially like, you know, if I am messaging a brand that I want to work with and they're like their budget is like 10% of what my rate is and they're like trying to make me feel bad for my rates buy. <laughs> I and and I it's not disrespectful. I'm like, "Hey, I totally understand this is your budget. This is what you're looking for, but we're not aligned." Bye. Uh same thing with dating. Somebody's not showing up correct. Somebody wants me to split the bill with them. I actually haven't even had to deal with that. Like I'm not available for that. 
um, I've, I was seeing some women chat about this in a group and I'm like, I just, I haven't even had a guy ask that. I, I don't remember a time where a man asked me to split a bill with him because I am so unenergetically available for that. But that's the moral of the story. When you are not even open to something and as soon as it might, it, it might come into your field once in a while, it doesn't mean that you might not ever experience it, but you rarely do. I find I rarely experience things I'm not available for. And when they do, I'm just like, oh, hell no. And it's gone very quickly and it doesn't doesn't happen again or it doesn't happen again for a long time. Like I've just never had to deal with that. I rarely ever have people speak disrespectfully to me. I rarely ever have people come at me like I'm just really unavailable for any kind of disrespect, for any kind of lack of reciprocity. Like I've become so clear on my boundaries internally with what I'm available for and what I'm not. And I'm just not even having to deal with that shit anymore because I'm just not available for it. The universe knows like I buy that is how that is the signal I'm sending into the universe the second something that I'm not available for is within any kind of vicinity of mine I'm just like oh hell no wall up boundary up person is gone whatever like men on hinge once in a blue moon somebody will say something disrespectful and I'm like bye man's not texting back bye man's not making plans bye like I have no tolerance for people not coming correctly and in, in that those kinds of situations. And I just don't really have to deal with it much anymore. Um, to be quite honest with you guys, it's really, really amazing. And just, oh my goodness, the peace from being so clear on my boundaries in these areas and not accepting anything less. The peace is fantastic. I have such high vibrational relationships and experiences in my life now. I rarely have low vibrational ones. And when I do and I entertain it, I'm always like, oh, I am not upholding a boundary and or I'm accepting something that I said I wasn't available for. And I'm like, again, that's a leaky boundary. Um, or I'm having just a low moment. You know, sometimes we do, we have something that happens to us and it, it just kind of rocks us or gets us just a little misaligned or in our head or whatever like but I get myself right back on track because I it's my life is too peaceful and feel good right now to even even be open to the possibility of these things anymore um so yeah I hope this really helped you guys just kind of hearing where I'm at hearing what my process is um if you have any questions I love hearing from you guys I love helping you um if you want coaching if you want support in doing this work yourself and getting to this place that I'm at on any of these topics in any of these areas emotional availability internal boundaries what you're energetically available for or not becoming your next level self and some of the work that I talked about today self-perception manifestation and personal power in general any of this stuff if you guys ever need help this is exactly what I work on with my one-on-one coaching clients in my containers I do typically a four-month coaching container so we work together for four months you have access to me through Voxer. You can message me in between our calls and the containers are very supportive. I really do help you see where you're at, see where you want to go and help you get there a lot faster. So just reach out. I have everything linked in the show notes below, whether you want to book a discovery call where you can just chat with me to learn more about what the coaching would look like. You can also book a one-off session at a very discounted rate if you want to just experience what a coaching call with me would be like. Um, And you can just, I also have linked my four-month package if you just you're like, I want to sign up. This is for me. I want this kind of support in my life right now. I do not want to look back on 2024 and realize I did not make anywhere near as much progress as I wanted to. I'm tired of being in the same place or not moving much. And I really want to create different in my life. And I want to do it now. Let me know. 
or sign up below and I would be so excited to support you. Also, if you did love this episode, if it was helpful, if any of my episodes are helpful, it really helps me as a podcaster. It's pretty much the only way you can grow your podcast aside from just social media sharing and word of mouth. Um, rating and reviews. If you want to just leave, even if it's a short review um, or just the rating, it really helps me. Um, and yeah, I would just, I would be so grateful and appreciative to you guys. But anyway, I hope this was a really helpful episode and I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to create. I'm so proud of you if you are here for showing up for yourself, for taking the time and energy and effort to invest in yourself, to try to learn how to create better for yourself and to start taking steps to do that. You should be so proud of yourself. You should celebrate that. And I just want to, again, remind you with kind of what I was saying in the beginning, you can create anything. You can become anybody that you want. Anything is possible. There are no limits. There are no rules. You are creating your own rules for your life. And I am just so excited that you're here and doing this. Every little bit counts. So on that note, love you guys. And I will see you here next week.